Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. We're going to look into God's Word at this time, and I'd like to ask you to open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. To Galatians chapter 6. And before we begin, I would like to uh, pray with you. Our Heavenly Father, at this time we open your Word, and Lord, we pray that uh, your words will be heard today. We pray that... uh, The words of your uh, Holy Scriptures will impact our lives, draw us close to you, and allow us uh, to live for you in just a wonderful way this week. And we pray, Lord, throughout this service, whether it's for the music, uh, the baby dedication, what Bill has shared, our message now, uh, just the atmosphere here, Father, if there's a person who does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that you would open their heart to the good news of forgiveness for sins and eternal life, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who died for them and paid for their sins, whom we worship today. And in his name we gather. Amen. On your way to church this morning, you all had opportunity to obey the law. If you drove to church, well, even if you walked to church, you went through a crosswalk. Uh, there are laws in our uh, culture, in our world, in our society that we obey. Uh, we drove to church down the freeway today. It says 60 miles per hour. And uh, while sometimes uh, those laws may seem restrictive, they might seem to put, uh, uh, you know, burdens or uh, borders on what you want to do, we all know that these laws are there, hopefully, all the laws in our culture, we don't always agree with all of them, but that the laws are there for the good of our society, the good of our community. Uh, None of us would want to drive home today and have people going any which way through intersections, any speed they want, driving on whatever side of the road they want, none of us would want to live that way. The laws are there for the good of our community and our society. And it's interesting, in the passage this morning, in Galatians chapter 6, we're going to see in verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If I were to ask you today, are you a good law-abiding citizen? Hopefully your response would be yes, or you desire to. Paul tells us in Galatians how we can fulfill the law of Christ. And this, of course, is very interesting given what we've been talking about in Ephesians, or Galatians, because as we've been studying Galatians together, we have seen this tension between People who are trying to impose the Mosaic Law on the new believers in Galatia, that in order to be a true uh, Christian of the first class, you receive Christ as Savior, but you also have to obey the laws of Moses, in particular ones. And we've seen this throughout Galatians. And now, Paul says, we want to fulfill the law of Christ. Law implies obedience. Obedience is a good word. It's not a restrictive word. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to be accountable. It is a good thing to be obedient. And there is the law of Christ that we are called to be obedient to. And we're going to talk about that this morning in this particular passage. And it's interesting that the heart and soul of it is right here 
in the verse that I just read. Let's read, I want to read this section together we're going to look at this morning. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, for you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Now, if you, if you listen to that carefully, as I read that, and you can go back and look at it again if you'd like, I would think you might have seen a, a couple of seeming contradictions in that passage. Did you see anything, thoughts that seemed a little contradictory? That it seemed kind of odd? That You know, it's sort of like when, when Paul says, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who worked within you to accomplish His good purpose. Is it, is it me or is it God? Yes, it is me and it is God. And you notice in this passage, I, I found two things that I think would raise a question. If we were, again, in a smaller class type setting, I would definitely say, let's talk about this and let's hear from each other. What do you think about this? The first one is, verse 2, carry each other's burdens. And then he sort of summarizes it in verse 5, for each one shall carry his own burden. Now the NIV uses the word load there. Uh, some of the translations will use the same word for both. So Paul says, Paul, Pastor Jim, you're supposed to carry Pastor Gary's burden, and Pastor Kevin's burden, and Susie's burden, and anybody else that, I, that I'm with on a regular basis. But I'm supposed to carry my own burden. And that would imply that Pastor Gary is supposed to carry his own burden. So which is it? Am I carrying his burden or is he carrying his burden? Did you see that? Yes, thanks, Chris. Okay. All right, we can go home now. All right, let's dismiss the prayer. Thanks. Or also, you notice that the second sort of uh, contradiction, or at least something that we should at least think about, is in verse 3. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing... He deceives himself. And then at the end of verse 4, he says, well, he says each one should take, test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself. So what is it? Am I supposed to think not so much of myself, or am I supposed to take pride in myself? So this short passage, five or six verses, has quite a bit to think about this morning. As, as quite a bit of, you know, that we have to maybe a couple, at least a couple things to sort of untangle and to make application to our lives. Interesting, when he begins this passage, and now remember our topic the past few weeks has been what? What's been the big topic the last couple of weeks? Huh? Fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Okay? We've talked about the fruit of the Spirit, as both Gary and I have, have reminded you. It's, it's, a, it's fruit, not fruits, but it's a plurality. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a singular that's multiple. So it is fruit of the Spirit. We are to have more than one apple on the tree. Uh, there should be many apples, or there should be many bananas, or there should be many figs, as I put the picture up. 
in all sorts of stages of ripeness. There should be all those. And we should be a balanced Christian. That when we read those, 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 those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those should, all those things should be evident in my life. Some may be in various stages of ripeness, but they should all be part of my growing Christian experience. And we can almost say in chapter 6, what we have now is that Paul is going to pick some of that fruit. He's going to pick some of that fruit and apply it to their life. And so he says here, he begins it by saying, brothers. Now, of course, we know that, that, that when he says brothers, culturally at that time, they understood that was for everybody. It's brothers and sisters. We know that. He wasn't just talking to the men. And when he talks about if some man is caught in a sin, you know, he's talking about everybody. And, but this word brothers, when he uses that, this is significant in that it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, close term. It's, it's, it's a very, it's like when I, when, I, when I talk to you and I say, listen, brothers and sisters, as opposed to if I said, I'm saying, listen, people, that doesn't quite sound so good, does it? Listen, people, it sounds like I don't even know you. You're just kind of people, you know. But when I say brothers and sisters, you know, it's more, a little more affectionate. It's familial. It's family. And so Paul begins this section. Now listen, brothers and sisters, listen to me. We're family. And here's how we should live as family. And I want to go down to verse 2, to the first burden-bearing passage. In verse 2, and we'll put up our, our, our main topic here, Cliff. Uh, the next one. Thank you. Good job. Carrying burdens. And we're going to talk about carrying burdens this morning. And carrying loads. And the first thing that Paul says, verse 2, carry each other's burdens. And this is important. It's so important that Paul says, if you do this, you will fulfill the law of Christ. You want to be obedient to Christ? Do you want to be obedient to Christ? I hope that's your desire. Now, you know that we teach in our church that obedience to Christ is, is not how you earn your salvation. If you earned it that way, then it would not be of grace. And this, of course, is Paul's message in Galatians. It's the grace of God, not obedience to the law. Once you are a Christian, once you know Christ as Savior, our lives should be marked by obedience. That is not a contradiction, and there's nothing wrong with that. We should be obedient as, as the children of God, as the members of the church, the body of Christ. And Paul says, listen, if you want to be obedient, this is so important that this is what fulfills this obligation or this responsibility, or we could say this privilege to be obedient to Christ. Carry each other's burdens. I think it's appropriate this morning that, that Bill is here to, to share with us about uh, Shoreline Community Care. And uh, again, if you know, they, what one of their real needs right now is to people to do what uh, Rich, Rich has been doing. And Rich has really found this a rewarding ministry. And he's, he's retired from the company he and Bill both worked for. And they meet and they interview people and uh, talk with them about their needs. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a privilege. It's not a burden. But they need some more people right now. You can help bear. Many of these people are, are believers. They're, they're part of the family of God. And like Bill said, it, it, by the grace of God, it could be any one of us. 
And, and, and this, I suppose it's appropriate, Bill, to have you share today about Shoreline Community Care. Um, Paul says, carry each other's burdens. And I want you to think about that this morning. You know, um, the other day I was driving to, uh, to church to work in the morning. I was coming down here in Shoreline, and I saw this, this kid um, walking to school, and he was walking like this, with his backpack on. It was just a second. Elementary, I think, maybe junior high kid. And he's walking like with a pack like this, walking to school. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I didn't even have a backpack when I was a kid. I had a lunchbox, you know. I had a lunchbox. And I once in a while brought a book home from school. I'm not sure what's changed. I mean, I don't know. If I, we didn't own the books at home. We didn't bring them home. And I look at these kids today with these backpacks, and I think, man, that's... I think, think a chiropractor would be a good job to go into, you know, for down the road. These kids look like they're just carrying the world on. You ever notice that? Do you guys do that when you go to school? What, what's the deal? You guys, no, oh, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I'm glad you're doing that. Did, I, did you, Gary? Did you carry? I, I don't remember doing that. Chris, we didn't. You didn't. You carry a saxophone, yeah, well, okay. So these kids are carrying these backpacks, these loads, these burdens like this. And I felt sorry because this kid was walking like this, walking to school, and I thought, whoa, uh, he's got a lot of books in there. And, um, and that's a good sign. I guess that's good. But they, they, to carry the load, to carry the burden, Paul says, we should help one another with that burden. What does it mean to do that? Have you had opportunity lately to help carry somebody's burden? Have you had opportunity to do that? Has God brought anybody across your path that he also made you aware that, boy, that person's really carrying a load right now? And, and what, what, is our, what, what do we do? Do we look at that and say, wow, boy, that's a heavy load. Good luck, you know? Um, or do we do something to help? Do you help with those burdens? You know, this, it's interesting. And, and I put this up here not because I'm trying to impress you with the Greek. Uh, like most pastors, I know enough Greek and Hebrew to be dangerous. Okay? We get, the, we get the tools. We're not fluent, most of us, in it, but we get the tools to use it in our study. And I once in a while I put it there just to kind of, because I do think I want to show you something significant. When, when Paul says here, to carry each other's burdens, the, the, the word for carry, you would, the transliteration into English would be bastazzo. Bastazzo. And that's the word to carry, to bear. Um, you know, if you've ever traveled in parts of the world, you know, especially in what we call third world countries, um, like when we were in Africa, for example, and, and, you, and you see people walking, carrying huge burdens. Because, you know, a lot of them can't afford a car. Even, even a taxi fare or a bus fare is very expensive. Or if you see a taxi or a bus, you will see that bus just loaded down, right? With stuff on the top, stuff on the trunk, stuff tied, stuff hanging out. Because the, the resources just aren't as abundant as you're used to. And you see people, and, and in the Bible world, you know, that, that Paul writes this in, people carried things. People carried lots of things. On their backs, on their heads, they carried burdens. And the word, and the word for, for carry, for bear, you know, to, to lift and, and to hold is the word bastazzo. 
And that's exactly what it means. Just think of someone carrying a big burden on their back to bear it, to carry it. The word for burden here is the word baros. And this word signifies really, you know, a difficult, heavy load. It would be if someone were working mines and and carrying out rocks, carrying out, you know, a heavy load that's burdensome, that is difficult, that's not really fun or pleasurable, um, something that is really difficult. And Paul says, as we see our brothers and sisters carrying these difficult loads, what are some of the loads that, that, that we carry today? We've talked about financial. Um, there, are, there are people who are, in, who, and, and there are times for all of us, and, and you've been in this spot, and we all have, where sometimes you, you just need some help. And again, as Bill said, you know, for the grace of God, any one of us could be in these really desperate situations. And it's a, it's a burden. Finances, especially in, in, our, in our wonderful city of Seattle that we live in, we all know what's happened, you know, the property values, the cost of rent. Um, I mean, I know my, I have kids living in different areas of the country now, and it's expensive to live in here, isn't it? It's expensive. It's, it can be very difficult. There can be all of a sudden uh, an emergency financial burden that you weren't planning on that just brought you to the edge. There can be relationship burdens. People can carry very difficult burdens over relationships that just don't go away. We would all think that, you know, as Christians especially, that our relationships could all just heal and be perfect. But we know that's not true. Sometimes even within a church family, you know, there are difficult relationships. It's because we're family. I mean, think of your own family. Let's face it. In our own families, there are different relationships. And sometimes relationships can be difficult. Um, there can be physical burdens. We all know that. There can be burdens that the people are bearing. That, that it's so good to see Steve here today. I'm surprised to see you here today, Steve. And we've been praying for Steve because of the burden that he and Robbie have been bearing with his recent cancer and the surgery and the treatments. Um, you know, for Norm Larson and for the others in our bulletin that we put in there for you, because we're, we're, we're carrying burden, we're trying to help each other. You can't take it away. How do you help someone who's going through a, a very challenging time physically? I can't take their pain. I can't take their disease. I can't take that condition and put it on myself. But is there anything I can do to help them bear it? Is there anything that you can do to come alongside or you just say, wow, that's too bad. I'm sorry about that. There's all these different, and there can be physical burdens. You know, there are, there are burdens that, you know, a brother or sister might be doing some work at their house and doing it themselves because they need to. And, and for someone to come alongside and say, hey, you know what, I can come on Saturday, I can come Tuesday morning, I got Wednesday night free, I, I'll come and help you. You're helping to bear that burden. Teenagers, young people, um, you know, there, there, are, there are friends of yours whatever situation you're in, who, who are carrying some really difficult burdens. And, and, and I can't necessarily come alongside them. I'm not with them. And they're not going to relate to me as well. I'll do what I can, but you can. You can do what no one else can do. Because you're in their shoes. You're with them. And that's true for all of you here today. Wherever God has placed you is where He wants you to help bear those burdens. 
And this, this, you know, like in Acts chapter 15, where Paul to Jerusalem Council says, listen, we cannot put on those Gentiles these burdens to bear that we can't even bear. This is the idea. It's a heavy load. You want to be obedient to the law of Christ? You want to fulfill? And, you know, this word fulfill is another word, pleroma. It's a, it's a, it's a usage of that root that we see very frequently in Paul's writings. He uses this word a lot fulfilling, to fill up, to fill up to the brim. And he says, if you want to do that for the law of Christ, if you want to, and I like what he said, it's, it's not even that obligation, or even he uses the word obedience, he uses the word fill up, fulfill the law of Christ. You do that by carrying each other's burdens. That's why we're family. That's why we are members of the church, the body of Christ. When we come to verse 5, the thing that's interesting, when he comes to the end of this and says, well, going up to that, if we look at verse 4. Well, let's look at verse 3. Let's look at the whole thing while we're at it. Why not? Okay, verse 3. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. The idea there is pride. And that's related back to verse 1. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Verse 1, you see a brother or sister that is, has been caught and, and stumbled and, or trapped, and that is kind of the word there, it's entrapped in, in sin or a mistake or something. And, and he says how to restore them. You notice he says in verse 1 to restore them gently. One of the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness. So one of the ways we bear each other's burden is helping each other that way. And it is help. You know, if I do something that, that is offensive or wrong and, and someone comes alongside and, and corrects me and helps me because they care about me. They care about me. And that's what, and that's what is a, that's, that's family, that's what we do. Parents, why do you help discipline and, and correct your children? Because you love them. You care about them. And we're all in process. We're growing. And Paul says, come alongside. You're helping to bear that burden you're helping to bear that burden by coming alongside in gentleness, but gentleness does not mean it's, there's no firmness. To come alongside and to help. But he says, be careful, because in verse 3, if, if anyone, if I, if I think, because I, as pastor, I'm called upon to, to help people, but if I do so with this attitude, like you mentioned, Bill, about this financial situation, so, well, that, I'd never, that would never happen to me. How do you know? You don't know that. You don't know what's in the future. You don't know what's going to... We don't know as a culture what's going to happen to us financially. How do we know? Paul says, be careful. Don't be so arrogant. Be careful. You're deceiving yourself. But if you test your actions, and the word here is the idea of like, by, like gold going through fire, if you test what you're doing by according to biblical standards, if your attitudes and your motives are pure... By biblical standards, you're doing this for God's good and for their good and not for your good. Paul says, you can take pride in that in the, in the right way. You can take pride in that. So the second, when he says in verse 5, that each one should carry his own load. What I want you to notice, the reason I put these words up here, I want you to notice that carry is the same word. It's the same word. It's bear. It's pick it up and, and, and bear that and bear that care, that burden. It's the same word. But the second one for burdens is different. See, that's why he can say that. I'm to, I'm to help bear your burdens. 
But I've got my own burden I'm, I'm responsible to carry. And it's a different word. It's the word fortune. And it had to do with, for example, um, think of the cargo ships downtown, those big cranes and, and the big containers they put on those things. They are, they're lading them. It's laden. They're, they're putting that load on the ship. And someone's got a paper that keeps track of what's on that ship. And, and Paul says, every one of us, you know, every one of us, according to Corinthians, will give account to God for our lives. Not for salvation, but, but for our, our lives. And there are certain things that I can't give you. There are certain aspects of my, my life I can't give to you. They are my responsibility. Yes, I have to bear them. Sometimes they're heavy. Sometimes they're a load. But they are not ones I can give away. They are ones that I have, I have to answer for. And that's why he uses a different, different word there. Do you see that? That's why he can say that. We are to carry one another's burdens. But we are also to test ourselves, to be responsible before Christ who died for us. We are to be responsible and obedient for what he has placed in our hands and what he has called for us to do. And if we do this, Paul says, we can fulfill the law of Christ. It's a wonderful way to live and it's a wonderful testimony example to others about what it means to be a Christian. Now I'm going to stick my neck out here a little bit. I asked a friend of mine, Casey Kemper, before church this morning. I told her, I said, you owe me one. I filled out a reference for her to go to college and a scholarship and she's going to college. It's all thanks to me. Casey Camper's going to college, okay? So I said, come on up here, Casey. I got a chance to see Casey do um, improv comedy type stuff at Kristen. It was a lot of fun. You know what improv is, right? You just show up and they give it to you and you do it. But it was comedy. This isn't supposed to be comedy. This is, this is going to be fun, but not funny, okay? So I asked Casey this morning. I said, Casey, listen to the sermon. And are you willing to come up and, and give me a hand? And she said she would. So you listen to the sermon? Okay, good. All right, so I'm going to give you a microphone, Gary. Well, you have to use a microphone. And Casey, I got a, I got a, a pack for you. And here's, here's what you do in improv, at least the ones I saw her do. You set, up, you set up the scene and you say, go for it. There's your pack. Okay? Here's my pack. All right? And the improv is, Casey is coming home. She goes to King's High School over here. She's on her way home from school. And... Uh, she gets free cards at Starbucks because her mom works there, okay? So she's going to go get some coffee at Starbucks. Or, you drink coffee? No. Oh, she's going to get some uh, juice at Starbucks, okay? <laughs> uh, I drink coffee, and I'm leaving church, and I'm heading to Starbucks up here in Aurora. You're coming from there. I'm coming from here, and we meet at Starbucks. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. That's it. Okay? So it's improv time. So you go back over there by Mr. Bates. He just have, Mr. Bates is our... Our prayer warrior, uh, we have one person, hopefully, we try to have one person back there praying during the service, but he's so interested he stepped out to see what's going on. So he's not praying right now. <laughs> so you guys got to pray, okay? Okay, so let's see. We're going to go to Starbucks, and Starbucks has some chairs. Not quite this, but this will work. Uh, here's the chair. Whoops, that's not the floor. It's the, there. And... My lovely assistant, John, could come out and move this for me over here. Could you please? <laughs> not yet, Casey. Not yet. <laughs> We're not ready. No, no, no. Right over there. Right there. 
and put the flower stand right there. Yeah, thank you. All right, there we go. Okay, it's four o'clock. Heading to Starbucks. Okay. Hey, Casey. What? Casey. What's up? What's up, Casey? <laughs> what are you doing? Getting my juice. Getting your juice? You mind if I sit down? I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some coffee. I, I barely made it up here today, but I made it. I got here. Uh, mind if I sit down and have some coffee with you? Okay. Sure. Oh, see, thanks, Casey. Yep. I'll get my. What are you drinking today? Uh, I got apple juice. Apple juice. Yep. Oh, that's good. I'm having a. I'm having a double short latte. Maybe triple sauce, please. Triple sauce. It's been a. It's been a rough day. How things going? Good. Great. How about you? Tough. You might have noticed. I this this I've just got so much on my back. I've got so much on my plate right now. I, I don't know if this it's, it's been tough. That's a bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> nice seeing you, Casey. <laughs> Do you want to tell me about it? Um, you want to hear about it? Sure. Well, let's see what we got. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going through. Christianity and the Constitution. You know, um, I've got people coming to me about what we can do in church and what the law says, and I'm trying to read it, I'm trying to study it, and I'm just not getting, it's just, I don't have time for this. If I knew a lawyer or someone that kind of specialized in stuff... <laughs> That would really be nice, but I don't suppose you know you could help me with that, could you? I know a lawyer. He's okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you think you could help me with that burden? He's really busy. Oh, okay. But I can check out. I can check it out. Would you? Yeah, sure. So if I gave this to you, you'd carry this for me and you'd, you'd check into that for me? Yeah. Oh, man. That, boy, that'll help. That'll help some. Oh, helping those in grief. You know, I deal with a lot of people that that are just having a really hard. You know, I know I know one of your someone that goes to the, the kings up there with you, and I understand that uh, they just lost one of their parents. And I'm Kevin and I have talked about it. And we're, I'm trying to, but they're just I'm doing what I can. But it would be really nice if there was someone their age who really spent time to come alongside. And if you know anybody up there, you know that'd be great. Well, my friend just lost her father to cancer. She knows a lot about grief. Right really? Do mm -hmm. you think you can help me with that? Sure. What? Oh, man, Casey. Whew. That's already starting to, to feel better. Um, oh, guy to Zambia. You know, I'm, I'm praying for these people in Africa, and I've just been praying so much. You know, I'm on the GMI board, and in Zambia and Tanzania, we have so many needs, and I'm praying, doing all I can, but um, if you know anybody who could come alongside and help pray, that would be great. That would be great, but I know you're busy. I, I know you guys, your students are busy. I know what you're doing, and uh, I don't want you to ever feel obligated about that reference I did for you, but um, if you, uh, you, know, I, you know, if you know anybody, you, you think about that. 
Okay. Well, my uncle was a missionary in Tanzania. Oh, that's right. He was in Tanzania. He knows a little bit about Tanzania? Yep. Would you mind sharing that burden? Put it on the tab. Oh, man. You know what? That helps, that helps a lot. You know, there, I think this one here. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Right. No, you can't have that one, Casey. Oh. This one says paid to think. And, you know, uh, the church hires me. And these people put money in the offering, and you know I have a responsibility to them because they, they pay me to to be their pastor, and, and I can't. There's some things I'm going to have to hang on to, and I'm, I'm going to have to answer to God for this. And you can pray for me, but I'm paid to think, I'm paid to minister. Um, I think I'm going to hang on to that one because I'm going to have to I'm going to have to answer to God for that. Let's see. Well, that helps a lot. That's really I'm, I'm in a good place here. Here's another. Oh, Family. I enjoy a, ha- a healthy family, even in stressful times. I'm kind of past that because, you know, my wife used to watch you quite a bit, and that was that stress is over, you know. I mean, that, that's uh... <laughs> But you know what? I love my family, and as a father and a husband and a grandfather, I think I'm going to have to answer to God for that, and I just, I'm going to have to keep this to myself. What was in your bag there? Was there anything in your oh, bag that you, yeah. I, you know, you're, you're getting kind of a little there too now. Well, I have this book called A Heart for Africa. A Heart for Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, did I understand you're interested in medical work or something? You want to be a yep. doctor or what? A medical missionary. A medical missionary. You want to go to spend all that money going to school to be a medical missionary? Do you have any idea where you might want to go or? Possibly Africa. Possibly Africa. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could help you with this, and uh, maybe I could pray for you. And, you know, I'm on the Grace Ministry International Board, and maybe I'll keep my ears open, and maybe we'll put a little plug in as you get further along in school to kind of keep an eye on where there might be some places. Would that be okay if I, yeah. if I help you with this? Yep. Thanks. I'll, I'll do that. I'm going to share with you. Was there another load you were carrying there? What's that one? Five Cries of Youth. Five Cries of Youth. So, you know, you might have to hang on to this one, Casey. <laughs> but, you know, but, well, you know, really, because, you know, you're with these young people all the time, and I'll do what I can, and I'm, you know, but you probably every, every day have a chance to, you, do you have any friends that have any needs that you ever can help with, talk with? Yep. Okay. So, you want to take that one? Sure. You keep that one, okay? okay. And, uh. And I think you're gonna you'll you'll give you'll give God an answer for how how we do it. How, how's your how's your load? Hey, how's that juice? Is that juice good? Great. Great. Starbucks is always good. Oh yeah. You ever had a bad experience at Starbucks? Never. Never. Mm-mm. Man, I can't believe that. Um, let me see. Let me. Oh, that is good. That is so much better. How, but yours is a little bit heavier than when you came in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> are you are you gonna be okay? Got it. You sure? Yep. Okay, well, listen, can I buy your drink for you? Sure. Okay, all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> all right, thanks, Casey. Man, it's been great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> God's called us to carry burdens. And you know what? I'll bet there's somebody in your life right now. I'll bet there's somebody in your life right now that God's made you aware that they could use some help right now. What are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, that's nice. That's okay. What are you going to do?
What are you going to do? And there's, you know, part of your life right now that you're responsible for. And maybe you've set that load down. Uh, Maybe you're tired of carrying it. Maybe you really don't care. (laughs) But I want to encourage you as your pastor today, and I encourage myself first, that we are responsible to God for what He's put in our hands. We're responsible. And what are you doing? Are you willing to carry what God's put in your hands? Listen, the reason is, put my last slide up there for me. Remember who carried our burdens. Remember what he did for you and for me. Casting all your what? Care upon him, for he cares for you. So when all is said and done as a family of God, as we share burdens, as we carry our own burdens, we lay them down on the shoulders of our Lord Jesus Christ. He invites you to cast, to share that burden, because we are the church, the body of Christ. That's what we're called to do. Carry each other's burden and carry your own load and put them together on our Lord Jesus Christ for He loves us so much. Let's close our service, John, in our closing song. Closing that, um, Steve, I hope this is okay. You guys have a Caring Bridge journal and those are public. If you'd like to, be, you, you all know what Caring Bridge is. A lot of you do that. And we've been following uh, Steve's Caring Bridge. And he wrote something just the other day. And I just thought this fits in so well. And uh, I just want to read this. You know, Steve's been, and Steve and Robbie have had quite a last couple months here. You know, uh, we've been praying for them. And I, I just want to read this. I think this is so fitting to what we've been talking about and what Paul says here. First, I want to thank everyone for their prayers and support. It was truly a lifeline in my darkest days to know so many friends were praying for me. I know I don't deserve it, not even close, but the love you have all shown has provided a direct link as if God himself was right there. Of course he was right there all along, but it's not often that I've seen and experienced such compassion and upholding in my personal life. God's comfort to me was very real as he gave it through his own people. The Lord is to be praised for his faithfulness and you. His people are to be highly commended for your selfless response to others in need and to me and my family in particular. As hard as this has been and continues to be, and look at this, this is what I love about being part of a church family. There are others in our church family going through even worse times. I know you are praying for them as well as I am. That's what it means. Even when you're going through difficult times, that you can still help carry other burdens. Friends, that's what it means to be a family of God. If God has put somebody on your heart, do something. Do something. Share one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, so much, so much for how you love us. 
to think of what our Savior Jesus Christ, that we used to sing that song when we were kids, out of those ivory palaces, into a world of woe. Only my Lord's great love for us made him go. He came to our earth, lived among us, sacrificed, was beaten and bruised and crucified and, and slaughtered for my sin, bore my load on the cross of Calvary, rose from the dead, victorious over death, and invites us today to cast all of our care as a family upon him. How you love us, Lord. And Lord, we just pray that that love will shine through us that others may see Jesus Christ in my life, in each of our lives this week. Pray this in our Savior's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ. Amen.